0: Welcome to the Skill Stadium, a podcast for the skilled trades, where you can learn about the opportunities and benefits of working in the skilled trades from business owners, hiring managers, and the hardworking, talented professionals. And now, your host, Keith Williams. Keith Williams here with the Skill Stadium podcast. Today's podcast comes, you know, our podcast comes once a week and we bring on great guests, in the skilled trades, sharing their stories, experiences, and advice. Today's topic is all about two high demand professions that are currently hiring people with above average pay. You are going to learn about the education and training required to become an electrician and HVAC technician. Today's guest is from Bluefield, Virginia. He is an HVAC business leader. He is a business coach with over 30 years experience. He's also a trainer. He has a passion for learning, believes strongly in treating students and clients like he would want to be treated. Listening and being a great communicator is one of his best strengths. He learned his trade from his father on the job, and he was mentored by great business leaders in retail companies like Pest Control and Pest Control HVAC. During his free time, he likes to spend time with his family: his wife, two daughters, and one son. He loves the outdoors, working with the church, and please welcome Charles Sarber to the Skill Stadium Podcast. Charles, how are you this morning?
1: I am blessed. Good morning. How are you?
0: Excellent. Same thing, you know. Uh, as I said, always good to be above ground, you know, and um, truly blessed. Charles, I know family is important to you. Uh, you know, you have a two daughters and a son. How how old are your children?
1: So I have a child every decade. I have a 23-year-old, 20, just turned okay. 23. I have a 10-year-old who will be 11 in September and a one-year-old. Oh, wow. So, okay. You know, every decade. That's, that's the way that's why like it works. All right. That's good. That's good. You got you got your hands
0: full. You got a little baby sitting in there, too, <laughs> which is nice. And uh, are they into activities? What Absolutely. are they into? What are they into? You know,
1: my, my son is... My, you know, my youngest, who's my, you know one-year-old, he's into mischief, you know, opening up every cabinet I top, and, you know, where he shouldn't be. My yeah. middle daughter, which she's, you know, going into fifth grade, but she is two belts away from getting her black belt in Taekwondo. Oh, nice. So, super proud of her. You know, she's music. She would have her head in her tablet all day if I let her. So, you know, we try to broaden her horizons. But, you know, Taekwondo, music, just art. She's a free spirit. Just like her, you know, her dad, I guess. Cool. Great stuff. And, and then my oldest daughter, she's scheduling to be the computer engineer nice. here in the great state of Texas. So she also works with me as my office manager. So she's, uh, I tried to get her to, be to become a mechanical engineer or electrical engineer, you know, try to follow in her dad's footsteps of the trades, But computer engineer where she, is where she landed and she's exceptional. She's better, you know, my three children are better than I deserve. I can tell you that.
0: Excellent. What a blessing. And you know what? As long as you're happy, that's, you know, as parents, you know, I I have two kids and I think you probably agree with me. As long as our kids are happy and doing what they want to do and what aligns with their gift and talent and passion, I think I think that's really what all we want for them.
1: Absolutely right. You know, and that's what I told all my children. You know, I don't you know, I I, within reason, I don't mind what you do as long as you're living up to the God giving talent that you've been blessed with. I agree. hundred percent. I mean, you could be a manager, of a restaurant. That's awesome. If that's your talent, do that. Yep. yep so, yeah. And I, I'm, 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 I believe that.
0: Yep. A hundred percent. So let's get into this podcast. You know, uh, one of the things that I, I noticed was your father worked in the skilled trades, you know, and um, share the impact he had on you in terms of who you are today.
1: You know, We Growing up in a little southwestern town in Virginia, I was truly blessed to have four seasons. You know, we had the summer and the fall and spring and winter. So we got to watch that evolve. And working with my, my father was a coal miner. He worked in a coal miner as an electrician and he did HVAC. So watching him as a small business owner, you know, door to door, you, you know, your handshake, And your word is your bond, right? We didn't have a contract. We didn't sign agreements. It was when Mm. I looked that person in the eye and I watched him say, I'll be there on Tuesday at nine, he did it. And he instilled that in me. And, you know, know, I like money and money makes things in my life happen around me. But that's not why we do this. And that's not why he did it. He did it because it's the right thing to do. And sometimes he, you know, he instilled a value in me of get up, put your boots on every day and go to work. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. And I, I, if I can share just a tiny bit of that into my children, I've won. Right. Because that's just a lost art.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Speaking on that, I, I've talked to a lot of business owners. One of the things I've heard them say, we get the business because we showed up and it's a sad state. Like I didn't grow up. I grew up in a time where you had to compete. It wasn't just showing up. Yeah. And, and I'm hearing a lot of people say that like, Hey, you know, sometimes we can't even get people to show up. And I, I just, I don't understand that. And, and again, it's, it's how we, how we're raised and then how we pass those same lessons down to our kids. And if they follow that, they're going to be successful.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. I, I was trying to put a building sign on our building. I don't know, it was, it was 10 grand and I called five or six companies and one, one person called me back. Wow. Oh, <laughs> now, now maybe 10 grand not a lot of money to them, but at least give me a call back. Yes, yes. So what, and the person who called me back they got the got business. job. Yeah, <laughs> I you I win.
0: <laughs> I knew it. I tell you, I've heard that story. If I, If I had a dollar for every time I heard that story, you're not the only one. Yeah. A- and it's from people right across the country. So don't, don't feel bad. You're not the only one. It's just, I, I don't understand that. It's, it blows my mind. Why are you in business if you can't return a call? Is the easiest thing you can do.
1: That's right. That's, I've never begged so hard to give someone money in my entire life. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> so, hey,
0: um, Charles, can you share something that you've learned from your dad that made a big difference in your career?
1: You know, the big thing is honesty. Honesty, integrity, and just doing the right thing when no one's looking. All right? I agree. It's easy to do the right thing when somebody's breathing over your neck, but do the right, right thing when no one's looking. You know, integrity and honesty, and having a, a good moral compass. I
0: agree. I agree. Yeah. I will tell you one thing I, I, I've heard a lot of people say is that I don't always have to like the person I'm doing business with, but I have to trust them. And That's I believe right. that. Like, So if you say, hey, I could do A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And I've seen that. Like, I get solicited by salespeople on LinkedIn all the time. And one of the things I'll ask is I go, do you mind if I ask you three questions? If This is an email exchange. And they'll say yes, and I'll ask them the three questions. And a lot of times they won't even answer. I'm like, I just asked you if I could ask you three questions. You said yes. And they're simple questions. They're like, what do you know about my company? Here's what I'm trying to do. Can you deliver on that? You know, it's, it's yeah. simple stuff. I'm just saying, can you do what you just said you could do?
1: That's right. That's right. You know, do, do a little bit of homework to earn the business. Exactly. Uh, you know, I just, but yeah, that, my father just, it's, I mean, he taught me the trade and and, and, I, and I'm blessed for that. You know, working on a furnace and tearing it apart and looking at duct work and airflow, but listen, the, the the moral compass that he instilled in me is, is, is my fiber. And I go back to that day in and day out.
0: I agree. I agree. So, you know, why did you decide to, you know, you've, you've worked in the, in the trades as an operator, actually out in the field, but you've mm-hmm. made a transition recently uh, more to, I guess you could say the operations side. What made you make that, that change?
1: Well, it, I'm a firm believer in giving back and, if you are really, really good at the trade or fixing or understanding or diagnosing or communicating, I believe you should pay that forward. Mm -hmm. So I have been in this business long enough to see a lot of poor operators out there that are not paying it forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the trades are dying. You know, we're shrinking double digits in the, in, you know, across the United States and only replenishing 3%. So, there should be more people giving back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I still enjoy getting out the field. I still enjoy talking to clients. But it, I think it's our duty as seasoned contractors or seasoned operators to be able to teach and give that back to the next generation.
0: I agree 100 percent, 100 percent. And you also could have more of an impact doing what you're doing, I believe. I believe I, you're I, probably seeing it.
1: I, absolutely I see it you know it's funny our, you know, our school is you know eight weeks in length and it's a short time but we're full time and the, the first day the, the student comes in they're lost right they're like they're nervous they're scared but at the mm-hmm. very end they walk across that stage and they get that diploma or they get that certificate they got a little swagger about them they're, yep. They're, yep. they're confident oh yeah and, and, and you know we're not talking ones and twos we're talking you know Several. So yes, the, the impact is crazy. I love it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I guess you enjoy the most part of your work is probably just the impact you're having on these young people. I guess that's something you probably uh,
1: Yes, I, I yeah, I do because you know, in the trades, we don't talk about that as much as we used to. Like in the early nineties when I went to school in the or in the late eighties, you know, we talked about the trades and trades was okay. Going into the trades was fine. But as the generations younger, the trades were talked down upon, you know, go to college, go to college. Well, mm-hmm. I get that. We had a pandemic this past, or we're just, we're still in the pandemic. The people in the trades didn't stop working. Nope. Right. We kept that, running.
0: Essential workers, they, kept, they yes. kept,
1: the, uh, kept going. You know, we had the ice storm in Texas. The whole, the whole state shut down. We were, the world was coming to an end. The trades kept working. Yep. I so, agree. I'm yeah. Just that. Yeah.
0: I think people are starting to catch on to it a little bit. I am seeing people understand the importance of the trades. I think the pandemic definitely put a light on it. But as people are retiring, and one of the things we talked about before was it's harder to find like plumbers, you know, just think about finding those skilled trades people. When you make that call, I'm noticing it's taking longer for somebody to come out and it's costing more.
1: Absolutely right. It's a week, week, yes. not days. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So can you share the process, you know, you mentioned that it takes eight weeks. Can you share the process of becoming an electrician or HVAC technician for young people who are listening and they want to know what's the process as they go through your school?
1: So the first thing you have to have is a rule in us to have an open mind and willing to learn. So, you know, that's, that's number one, to get into school and in any kind of secondary education, you have to have a GED or a high school diploma, right? So that's step two and step three is you, you have to go through a tour and come to, you know, come to the campus and look at it and then fill out some enrollment paperwork. It's not, you know, we, we try to make it less incumbent for anybody to do business, you know, then we don't do it simple, right? Simple to do to work with. But that's really the simple steps to find a school or trade school that you like and then do some paperwork and show up on the first day like <laughs> ready that. to learn.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. One of the things I heard you guys do is you guys offer your students tools. Well, I mean, it's Absolutely. part of the program.
1: Absolutely. So what what we found is in the trades, you know, as an operator, I would interview candidates and they would show up in shorts or flip-flops or T-shirt. And listen, if that's all you have, it's all you have. I'm not judging that. What we wanted to do is when our students complete our program, they have, you know, a completed stock tool bag, thousand dollars for the tools. They have a pair of Ariat work boots, and they're black, polishable. We put them in a pair of utility work pants, a black belt to match their black boots, which seems crazy, but that's that's what it has to happen. And a nice button-down pressed shirt. And when they go into a job interview, they've got their tools, their uniform. All they need's a truck and, a, and a, an appointment. Put them in the game. Yeah,
0: I like it. You right. give them All the tools and you dress them for success. Yeah, you know what I like is you that's give right. not only right. you and give and them the tools, you to dress them for success.
1: Yeah, that's and right. And that's that, got yeah, to that's, change that's, your mindset. That's part, that's part of it. Yeah, that's right. And you know, every day, you know, when they come to campus, I mean, we provide them five T-shirts, so they're, they're, they have a uniform that they can wear to get into the lab and work because our you know our program is immersive. It's intensive. It's a lot of hands-on. It's not a lot of lecture. And we want to make sure that if you get something, if you're lighting a torch and you, and you're, and you burn a hole in your shirt, it, it's my shirt, not something that you paid for.
0: I like that. I like that. I like that. That's amazing. Can you share why students should consider going to your program? What makes your I mean, I think you've really covered it, but what do you think makes your school a good school to go to?
1: Well, one of the things that I really, really pride myself on is we do not ha- hire educators. And here's what I mean by that. Our director of technical training, 22 years business owner in the trades, he hired, fired, lived it, breathed it, studied it. So we took, and he he went to, he taught at a community college, so he taught the nine-month and two-year and four-year programs. But what we found was at the beginning of the class, you learned base electricity, right? Well, at the end of two years, you're not using what you learned on day one. Mm-hmm. So you, you had to teach that all over again. So what we did, we took our program, and it, it's not two hours a day. It's eight hours a day. It's fully immersive. We put you in class, educate, equip, credential, and offer job placement. Mm-hmm. So instead of going, you know, 600 hours over nine months, you're going almost 355 hours in eight weeks. hmm and you're learning everything you would learn in the nine months, plus a little soft selling skills. So we teach you soft skills, how to communicate, where to stand, how to eye contact, what that looks like, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, those and are the we do that with both. Want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just because you know how to fix something, if you can't, if you're not a good communicator, it doesn't matter. You may not get that opportunity to show what you love. I love it.
0: Makes sense. Makes perfect sense to me. What do you think has been the most effective way to connect with your prospective students? How do you get them interested in Forge now? Cause we know that, you know, people are being pushed to college. How do you reach those students?
1: Well, it, it kind of goes back to what another thing my father showed me, and it's a sweat equity, just getting out there and not waiting on the phone to ring. You know, we're, you yes. know, before COVID, we were going into the schools. We were going out doing job fairs, doing career fairs. Anytime I have a chance to be a guest speaker at a high school, trade school, church group, second chance community. We're out. We're we're in the street. So, that is first and foremost. Our recruiters and our staff doesn't sit back and wait. We we actually pursue.
0: I love that. I love that. I have a sales background, so I definitely can relate to that. And that makes all the difference in the world. So very very smart tactic.
1: I mean, you got to swing yeah. the hammer every day. Yes. Yes.
0: You know, people are never going to show up at at your door. I give give you a crazy story. My son plays baseball. I was talking to a uh, hitting coach because I'm interviewing these coaches. And the guy was telling me how great he was. But at the end of the day, he didn't ask for my number or email information, which surprised me. I'm like, you just finished telling me all this great stuff about you. Yeah, Naturally, I would think you'd say, hey, let me get your information. And he just said, hey, my email's on the site. But that's, you know, you're relying on me now to come to you. So uh, I, I, I tell you, in, it doesn't matter what business you're in. I just use that as an example. You've got to go mm. on the offense.
1: you, you got to go right.
0: right. Nobody comes to
1: you. <laughs> yeah. This world owes you zero. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, this world owes you nothing. And if you want what? it, you pursue it. You make the goal, you find the target, and you go after the goal every day.
0: I agree. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Your school, you guys train electricians, HVAC technicians, we all know it gets hot in Dallas, Texas at this time of the year, and people are needing their AC fixed. Do you, have you seen a rise in demand for your students, like seasonally, because now we're going into the summer month? Well, I mean, obviously we're in the summer now.
1: Yes, and, you know, that's the blessing. You know, the last three or four cohorts that we've graduated have all had jobs before they graduate. Wow. You know, I met an employer. We graduated the class on Friday. I met yes. an employer on Thursday, the day before graduation, he said, hey, I need two students. It's like, okay, get in line because the next class is in August. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, these guys have spoken for. It. Oh, wow. I tried to get you to come here in week number one to meet these guys, not week eight. Yeah. So, yes. It's it, at the end of the day, it's
0: just, it, it's preparation. Like you guys know the market, you know, so you know that you have to be on top of it, you know, like, and it also says something to the job you guys are doing. If all of your students are getting hired, that's a good thing. You guys are, you're doing something right.
1: You know, you know you're really and, preparing them. And, and that's something we take very much pride on as the educational guy in this, in this building is about what these guys are learning. Cause I, and I tell them the first day of class, and this is, I, I give my spiel. And I tell them two things. I care about your safety. Mm-hmm. I care about your education. I don't care about your feelings. And it makes Folks laugh and it makes people are also nervous. But, but at the end of the day, I would rather see them after they graduate, not view them because they, they're out there and they die because they, I, didn't, I didn't equip them well enough.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Safety is critical, especially in the business that you're in. You know, yeah. you have to put that first and foremost. Can you share? You know, I believe that here's the thing I think with students, their biggest influence is their teachers and their parents. How do we convince these mm-hmm. groups? the skill trades as a viable option for students because a lot of them are pushing college.
1: Oh, sure. Sure. And you know, my daughter's in college and and, and maybe my middle daughter go to college. and Maybe my son will go to college. Maybe he won't. College is for some folks. So go getting into schools. My job is not to tell you, Hey, come to the trade. If if you want to be a famous musician. Sure. But my, my message to parents, my message is to teachers. And to the and to the students, find out what you want to do and pursue it like there's no tomorrow because you know I, I you know I'll work ten hours a day or whatever it is and I'll get home and my wife will say, Well, how was your day? I was like, I had a great day. She's like, Are you are you tired? Like, no, because I love what I do. I agree. Right? Amen. I found my calling. So I tell the students, find your calling, find your lane. And if you like work with your hands, you like you you, you want to think that true? Talk to me and let, 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 let's see if we're a match.
0: I agree. I agree. It's just understanding. I think self-awareness is so important. And I also tell students that where you start doesn't mean you're. this is what you have to do for the rest of your life. So, you know, I, I, I've told young people, taste different things and see what, see what you know, see what that's like and, and just know that this is not something you have to do for the rest of your life. And even in the trades, they go off into different areas. You know, just because you start off as an HVAC technician or electrician doesn't mean you can't become the owner of a company. Doesn't mean you can't go into a different, completely different career
1: field. You know, absolutely right. And because what I found, this industry will pull you in the direction it wants you to go. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I tell folks, you know, I started in tools. I started as an apprentice. I'm doing okay, right? Yep. I'm sitting in front of you as as a school helping you, and I started right where you're at. Yep. So, yeah.
0: But it also, it aligned with your passion. You're, like, you're passionate about helping people. And so that puts you, your passion and your gift aligned.
1: You know? It it, I mean, it does. And I'm thankful every day to be able to put this Fortune owl shirt on and go to work. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Can you please share some advice for students entering the program to better prepare or increase their chances of getting hired? I know that people are always pursuing them, but... What are some things they can do to help prepare themselves?
1: We, we have a slogan here that we talk about, and it's be humbly confident. And what I tell every student, especially as they get knowledge and they're, they're, they're understanding the trade more, it's okay to be confident. Listen, I, I love that. But be humble about it, number one. Yes. Okay? Never stop learning, number two. Yes. And never be the person in the room that does all the talking.
0: Yes, I agree. <laughs>
1: 100%. And what yeah, and what we found is the students that listen to that and they have an open mind and they want to continue to learn, those are the folks that are super successful and we're finding that they're already advancing in the company where they're now becoming leaders in organizations and they they've only been doing the tools for half a year. Mhm but they're the leader, they're the service leader or the sales leader or the operations leader because they want it. You know, they're they're showing up and learning and humbly confident.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I agree 100%. People skills are critical to succeeding in any industry you're in. So oh, that's
1: true. Yeah.
0: Can you share some resources for anyone interested in a career in HVAC that they should check out or electrical?
1: You know, I'm a huge fan of, Every trade organization, you know, ACA is a, is, is a great one. Uh, the podcast like yourself, you know, they, they're out there. And, you, and you, you know, you should do, listen, I'm greedy, right? I, I want you to come to my school. But sure. check out four or five schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit down and look them in the eye and talk to them. Make sure they're going to, you know, they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. Right. So I'm a, I'm a fan of that. I'm also a fan of going out to a business owner and say, hey, I'd like to know what you do. Let me ride with one of your guys or one of your technicians. Yep. You know, let me get on the roof. Let me get into the attic. Because, you know, you can be all happy until you get in a 160-degree attic and you're like, ooh, mm, maybe, <laughs> maybe this is <laughs> in for me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I agree. Best time to try it out is in the summer when it's really hot, when it's going to be most challenging.
1: Absolutely. Or if you're in the great north, you know, I had a, I had a center that I was working with at, in Schenectady. And it's, it's upstate New York and, you know, it was negative 40 or something. It felt like it was, it was like negative two probably. But to me, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. soft, right? So I'm like, it's 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 freezing. And I was like, go work in the field, in a basement, unconditioned, in Schenectady, if you're thinking about moving to the North, right? Yes. We operate in the extreme.
0: Yes, that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. And, you know, a lot of business owners, I just want to say this because uh, I've interviewed a lot of business owners they're willing to let a young person work for them for free just to test it out and it, it shows what well, one it it says a lot about you that you'll take that initiative so I, I would encourage my listeners especially young people just go knock on some doors because people are more willing to give you an opportunity when you're a young person as opposed to somebody who's a lot older you know it's just how it works
1: absolutely and, you know when I first started you know, I graduated high school I told my father hey I want to go to college he said, well, we don't have a college fund because we, we plan on you working in the HVAC. It's why I'm going to college. So I had to pay for college. So oh, there yeah. was a Lowe's Home Center right down the street. And I went there and I went back probably 15 times. Every, you know, Hey, I'm here. You got a job for me? And he kept turning me away, turning me away. And finally he said, listen, are you ever going to stop coming back? I was like, absolutely not. He goes, well, here's your shirt. Come to work. Nice. nice. And, but yeah, but he just, the tenacity I is what is what gave me a shot, and then I end up being, you know, one of the senior leaders of that company for for ten years. Amen. Yeah. Could
0: you imagine having that tenacity just getting started right now in this market? How far that would take Holy you? Moly. Because yeah, just think about that.
1: Yeah, no, it That's, would be it would be ridiculous. You, you would be head and shoulders above most folks. Yeah, but with, with knowing nothing, just with that tenacity. Yeah.
0: yeah. I tell you, you 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 have to have to. I mean, I have a sales background, so I can relate to that. I also came up at a time in the early '90s when you had to do that. You know, that's how you had to get jobs. Like there was yeah. a lot more competition back then, and you didn't just get hired because you showed up. It was like, oh, the guy behind you who's got more years' experience than you, yeah. they're older than you. We're hiring them. You know, so I, I can relate to what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I made three dollars and thirty-five cents an hour, and I was like, thank you, sir. This yes. is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i can i
0: can remember those days i yeah. mean you appreciate it more you know you yeah. really do yeah my I mean,
1: my first race i went to 335 to 675 and i was like i am living yes. <laughs> what did i do to deserve that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that was a big deal back then yeah you know, that's almost doubling what you're learning you know and and we didn't use credit cards as much. Everything I mean. for me when I was growing up was cash. If you didn't have the money, you didn't. You did. You just didn't get it. It wasn't I mean. the instant. I, mean, right? I, had, I had to put stuff on layaway. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah. I had to Save off. You know? Like, yeah. You, know, you know, when I bought a car, they you finance? No, I got to bring cash. You know, I, I just it's what you did when you were just getting started. But you had a better, greater appreciation.
1: I took care of it absolutely. You know, I didn't. You know, I, I washed. I washed my truck. At, you know, every week. I made sure that, you yeah. know, when I got, when I put, when I put gas in it, I cleaned it out. You know, yeah. I, I, I get in some people's cars. and I'm going, do you live in this car? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Who paid for this car? Yeah. It's, oh, it's a disaster.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing about it too, is if you don't take, I never understood people don't take care of their vehicle because that's, what's getting you to and from where you want to go. And it's going to cost you more. It's like you hear a problem with the car and you're like, oh, I'm going to keep driving you're going to find yourself stuck on the road. Spend the yeah. money now, fix it, or learn to fix it. Otherwise, you're going to be paying more. I mean, I learned that, that, that lesson young, you know, and figured it out. Absolutely. But uh, that's transportation, you don't play around with that. That's how you make your living. <laughs> you can't get to work,
1: you got a problem. <laughs> and we say, yeah. I see people all day take that for granted. Oh, I can't make it. I got car trouble. Did it just start? Did it just break down like today? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please share something that you are excited about that's coming up in your life.
1: I had the blessing to going to Africa a couple years back before the pandemic to do some missionary work and to, we were teaching business leaders and there were three of us and my job was why start a business, you know, make sure you have the DNA to do that and how to write a business plan. And And one of my other colleagues, he was teaching HR and policies and procedures And the next general was teaching finance and bookkeeping, and we were supposed to have 200 folks for the three days we were teaching, or four days we were teaching, and what we ended up with 250 on the first day, 400 on the second day, wow, and and we ended up with like almost 800 people we taught in this business seminar. And you know, we're in we're guys we're in Africa, right? So there's no air conditioning, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're there teaching. Well, I'm excited to say that. I've been asked to go back. Nice. Now we'll see what the pandemic looks like. But the mayor of of the city of where we were at, and then the you know the the president and the leaders they were just Charles. This is tremendous. So I'm hoping in in January. The only negative about going in January it's summer in Africa in January. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> you know, <Wow>. I <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be 115 at night. So yeah, but, that, wow. but listen, It's a blessing, but to get to talk to moms, holding babies about business. And, you know, I'm crying to see these guys give these certificates and they're like, this is the greatest day of my life. And I'm like, this is a three-day seminar that you've been, and I'm just, you know, it's, ah. But I'm excited to get to go back.
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, I think just having that impact and being of service is, you know, is unbelievable, you know. Yeah, I'm thankful. So definitely. So what does success look like for you? Final question.
1: You know, to me, success to me is when I can lay my head down on my pillow at night and know that I left nothing on the table. I was honest and had integrity with the people I communicated with and that I left the world better today than I did that I found it this morning. Great. And it may be just a simple thing as, you know, working with a lab tech about writing a business plan. It don't be something dramatic. It could just be simple stuff. But that's it. That's success to me.
0: Charles, thank you so much for being on the Skill Stadium podcast.
1: Listen, I am humbled. I when you called me, I was why do you want to talk to me? I'm just average. Listen, I'm humbled every day that just to get the opportunity to do something different and give back. Charles, you
0: yeah. No, I, I think what I enjoy doing is the stories are just amazing. Like what you've done, your story is it's enjoyable. It needs to be shared. And like I said, everybody I talk to is, is a unique individual. And I learn from everybody that I talk to. So even just talking to you, the things that I've learned. So I, I'm truly blessed to have had you on this show. And I greatly appreciate you taking the time
1: to uh, be on my podcast. Keith, it, it was my pleasure. It's tr- truly the blessing was all mine. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Skill Stadium. It would mean so much if you left a review on iTunes and told your family and friends about the podcast.